The whole goal is I want to make my creative on TikTok feel as native TikTok as possible. And TikTok wants to do that as well because they've built the single most addictive platform in the history of, of anything. And so if they see you're an ad and they see when people hit your ad, they leave the app or they abandon their endless scrolling, they are gonna penalize you heavily. You're gonna pay a lot more on a CPM basis. Whereas if people see your ad and they watch the whole thing and they scroll onto the next thing and they stay in the app for a long time, they're gonna reward you. Businesses are fast shifting their perspective of TikTok from being a teenage dancing, trend hopping, viral shopping flash in a pan to now seeing its increasing value as an advertising platform with under-indexed audiences ready to target with their advertising dollar. But as video producers, how should we be thinking about advertising creative for TikTok? What role can we have in helping our clients get an ROI on the platform? And really, is TikTok the new Facebook? All that and more in today's episode, and it's a good one. Let's get stuck in. The world of video marketing for business is changing, and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, my friends, and welcome back to episode 252 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Ben Amos, your host on this podcast, if we haven't met before. G'day, nice to meet you, and thanks for joining me here for another episode. So as you'll hear me talk about during today's interview, over the last little while in my video agency, we've been working with some clients on TikTok as part of their video marketing strategy. And to be honest, it's actually required us to rethink a lot about how we typically approach video for social media, both paid and organic. See, the fact is that right now on TikTok, highly produced content, the, the kind typically delivered by video production companies, probably isn't going to work. And traditional methods of storytelling and script structure, that's likely to fall flat too. So how can we as video producers and video strategists help our clients leverage TikTok? And when it comes to creative on the platform, what mindset is required to get our clients set up for success? My guest today is Maxwell Finn, a top rated entrepreneur and co-founder of Unicorn Innovations, a premier TikTok and Facebook ad genius. Max has educated thousands with his online course and speaking engagements worldwide. And let me tell you, Max Finn is literally in the trenches of TikTok advertising daily. And what you'll learn in today's episode will be massively valuable for you, whether you're actively in the process of figuring out TikTok or you haven't yet started. Either way, TikTok is one platform that you can no longer ignore. So keep listening and get upskilled on TikTok with Maxwell Finn from Unicorn Innovations. Maxwell Finn, welcome to the show. Part two, Ben. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing a take yeah. two right out of the gate. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, that's right. So we just hit record and had a little technical issue, but here we are and I am glad you're here <laughs> because I'm excited to dive into what we're going to talk about today in the world of TikTok advertising. Because recently in my video agency, we've started to 
deliver some ad creative for our clients. But to be honest, I'm still figuring this stuff out. So inviting experts like you on the show is kind of like a bit of a sneaky masterclass for my own business, but hopefully provides a lot of value for our listeners here today I love it. as well. So Max, can you tell us a little bit about, about you if, if uh, our listeners haven't come across you before and what got you into particularly the world of digital advertising and, and TikTok more recently? Yeah, I'll try to, um, this is always a, uh, a fun conversation to talk about yourself for, for a prolonged period of time. So I'm going to condense this as much as possible. Started my first company when I was still in college, did the whole Silicon Valley venture backed thing, realized it was just not for me. It's, we, you know, raised lots of money, hired lots of people, built a tech product, focused on making money on the road. Towards the end of that, I was like, uh, I found out about this e-com, this drop shipping, this Facebook ad thing. And this is almost 10 years ago now. Um, and I was like, wait, you can start a business and actually make money day one. You don't need to raise all this money and build all those products and stuff. And that got me into digital marketing. And I saw the kind of the power of it and started my first e-commerce store called Startup Drugs, which was a print-on-demand t-shirt uh, business for entrepreneurs, which uh, we actually sold two times. Second time was the Russell Brunson. That's a whole story of how he sold the business two times. Um, but then started an agency with Kevin Harrington, a Facebook ad agency that became much bigger than that. We ran ads for 3M, Sam's Club, lots of product companies. Flash forward through multiple agencies, lots of businesses and ventures to kind of recently, um, I got invited to be on the alpha program for TikTok about three and a half years ago. They reached out it might be hard for people to believe this, but there was a time where TikTok wasn't the thing. Right now, it's everyone talks about TikTok, it's all they talk about. But it took a while for that momentum to build up. And back in the early days of that ad platform, they were really trying to get advertisers on the platform. So um, tested it out. It wasn't really good. It was pretty terrible the first year and a half or so. Um, but then I got banned by Facebook. Um, so I've been banned by Facebook, both personally and on the advertising level. So I was like... What am I going to do now? I might as well, you know, figure out something else. So I kind of dove much deeper into TikTok at that point because we had our, our Facebook buyers that were running all our stuff. I didn't really need to run Facebook ads, um, but just my free time. And uh, it started to get a lot better. And, you know, over the last, I would say, year to year and a half, it's really leveled up in terms of performance. Still not at Facebook's level, um, but in terms of where the trajectory is, where the momentum is, where the growth is. Uh, the, the future for TikTok looks really, really bright. And that's why we're, my companies and myself are investing a lot more of our, our time and resources into kind of mastering and cracking that platform. Yeah, cool. Well, cracking story to get to this point. I'm interested back at that invitation to the alpha, alpha stage of TikTok advertising's platform. What were your impressions of, of TikTok as a social media platform at that stage? Were you actively using it as well or no, is it completely new to it's you? That's a great question. So I, um, and this kind of transitions into advice and tips for the platform, but um, I fought using it for a very long time. I just didn't get it. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm 32, I'm about to be 33. I'm, I'm a kind of middle of the road millennial. So like I kind of grew up really on MySpace, Facebook, like just a different kind of world of social media. And so just initially just, I couldn't wrap my head around TikTok as a platform. Every time I tried to use it, I just didn't, I didn't understand it, right? It just didn't resonate with me. And so I put off using it personally, even while we were trying to make it work professionally on the, the ad side. And, and that was for quite a bit of time where I did that up until about a year ago where I started actually diving in personally on it. Yeah. Okay. So I think that story is probably pretty familiar yep. to, to most listeners of this podcast that 
it, on initial impressions of the platform is is it is something that feels like it's it's well for me you know for a, a younger demographic you know probably not for in inverted commas right air quotes if you can see that um, real business you know it's not a place for real business but I know that that's been shifting and that's been changing so. So what is the opportunity right now, you know, as of the time we're recording this here in the middle of or nearing the end of 2022, really, what's the opportunity for real businesses on TikTok right now? Yeah. So what I find fascinating, I'm, I'm a, at the end of the day, just a data person, right? So I have opinions and I have my own views on things, but I also am just going to go where the data tells me to go. And I'm going to believe what data and science and facts tell me to believe and not let my gut and ego get in the way of, of being in the right place at the right time. And so what's interesting being that I was on the first kind of wave of Facebook ads. So I was able to kind of see this rise of Facebook ads and, and running an agency back in the day and, and doing the info product stuff back in the day and being really early. We're seeing the exact same questions and objections and reservations with TikTok that we were with Facebook, which is fascinating. So with Facebook, as it was starting to take off around the 1 billion user mark and it was really picking up momentum on ad, ad revenue was flying in, a lot of businesses were saying what they're saying now with TikTok. It's like, hey, it's just, I get it, it's big, it's gonna be big, but like, it's just for younger brands and it's just college kids. They don't have money, they're not spending, they're not buying things. And there's all these reasons why not to be on it. And so it's the same thing with TikTok now where it's, hey, it's just kids, they don't have any money, they're not spending, there's nothing, my customer's not on there, it's not for this business. And the reality is it's just not the case, right? So even on the age side of things, you look into ads manager and I'll pop in every now and then and just look at some of this data. If you're just targeting English speaking, United States based, like zero interest, just going through the age targeting, and you're looking at 45 plus, you're at about 22 million people that are targetable in the United States. If you're at 55 plus, you're around eight to 9 million. So, and that's growing mm. consistently every single month. So it's not, you're not talking thousands, tens, thousands, hundred thousand, you're talking, you know, almost 10 million, 55 and up and well over 20 million, 45 and up. So older people are on there and they're growing and they're getting on there faster than younger kids at this point. Yeah. And when you think about the, the return on ad spends, how does that compare for TikTok advertising now in comparison to Facebook, Instagram? Yeah, I think generally, I think what's really important for people to um, to understand, this is not just a TikTok thing. This is just a uh, kind of business marketing landscape thing of where we're at just across the board, industry-wide. Looking at any individual channel or platform or tactic as its own isolated thing just isn't the way to do it anymore, right? The most successful businesses that we work with and our most successful businesses that we own, because we own a portfolio of, of e-commerce properties, info product businesses, um, look at marketing as this holistic thing where it's, it's all these connected pieces that are working together where two plus two equals five or six. And so right now, TikTok as a individual isolated platform without looking at any additional value, it's not beating Facebook, right? So in terms of just one-to-one, -one, if I was to start running ads today on one platform or the other, you're most likely, in, in most, not all cases, but in most cases, you're gonna do better on Facebook. And that's expected, right? There's 120, $150 billion a year being spent on Facebook ads. This year with TikTok, with massive growth, will be 11 to 12 billion, which is still bigger than Twitter and Snap combined. And Facebook has been around a lot longer. So Facebook has way more data, way more spend. So it's just, it's a superior, platform, right? Just based on that. 
However, when you look at how TikTok fits into the entire ad ecosystem, we're seeing that have a really dramatic effect. Um, there was a report came out from a company called NoCommerce, where they're basically seeing about 10% of all e-commerce first touch points in terms of product discoveries happening on TikTok now. So in terms of a top of funnel source for traffic, TikTok is quickly becoming the most effective source for that. So you're getting very, very cost effective traffic top of funnel. Then you're able to retarget on Google, on Facebook, on YouTube, on other platforms. And combined, you're able to get really strong return on ad spend, um, stronger and more volume than you would if you just individually didn't have this component in your marketing ecosystem. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'd like to dive yeah. into that a little bit further because you know, one of the things I was interested to ask you is around the, the balance between you know, a top of funnel awareness type of objectives on TikTok versus more direct response. You know, where does the TikTok platform fit within that range of, of objectives, I guess? Yeah. So when I talk about top of funnel, um, I'm not talking about running brand awareness or reach traffic campaigns. You're still running right. conversion campaigns optimized for purchases. The difference when I say top of funnel is just like, that's the first, usually first touch point. So somebody that's never heard of the brand or product before, the first ad they're seeing a lot more is happening on TikTok. That's the point of initial discovery. So you're still getting lots of people day one, seeing a TikTok ad, clicking, buying. Still a lot of instances of that happening. Um, but again, it's not what we're seeing happen across the board is multiple touch points required to close people, um, more research happening when it comes to the buying cycle. And so, yeah, you're not like, I wouldn't recommend people get on TikTok and just start running brand awareness, top of funnel campaigns, unless you're, you're seeing a lot of the big companies do that, the targets and, and the staples and the Walmarts and these companies are getting on there and they're pumping tons of money into that stuff. But, um, most people that are getting on there are running direct response. And we're even doing a lot of affiliate stuff, a lot of performance marketing, where it's basically, you don't have any down funnels. I spend X, I make Y today. And that's the entire relationship with that customer. Yeah. Okay. So just so I'm clear, you effectively driving them off to a landing page. And if they're not converting there, then you're able to effectively retarget them using Facebook and Instagram to to drive results down, Correct. down the track. Or what we're seeing happen yeah. a lot, and this is actually, it's probably surprising to most people, and it surprised me at first. We have a lot of clients on agency and consulting that are high ticket, that are doing very, very well with TikTok. So we're seeing a lot of clients have success with about $7,500 to $20,000 offers running TikTok traffic to a VSL opt-in page to a short form 15 to 30 minute kind of VSL to a book a call to somebody getting on the phone and closing on the phone. Um, that funnel, that flow, and that type of offer seems to be working more consistently than just about any type of other business that we've seen on TikTok so far, which is, I think most people find surprising because the assumption is that TikTok users don't spend money. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, what, what do you think for businesses just looking at TikTok and, and starting out on TikTok, do you think that they should be also posting organic TikTok content or just focused on the ads platform? Or is there some sort of ideal balance between that? Yeah. So this goes back to, remember earlier I said like that when you asked about my personal use for it, it kind of rolls into one of the, the tips. So yeah, I would say nine out of 10, maybe even more, if I could stretch out to 99 out of 100 people that get on TikTok ads and they come to me and say, hey, TikTok ads don't work for me. 
And then I ask mm. them, well, have you used TikTok before? Are you, are you a user of TikTok? They say no. And then I look at their creative and their creative is terrible because they don't understand the platform. So the, the single best thing you can do, and I tell every person this in our courses and, and groups and all I speak at and stuff, use TikTok before you run ads on TikTok. Like that's the single best thing you can do. If I give you one piece of free advice today, it's download TikTok, start using TikTok, create content on there, consume content in there for your target demo before you spend a dollar on ads. Otherwise, you're going to blow a lot of money because it's not the same as Facebook. It's not the same as YouTube. It's very different in terms of the culture, in terms of how the content flow, like the content that works in there, the type of content, the length of content, the style. There's so many variables that are very, very different. And if you go in there, just taking your Facebook ad mindset and plug into TikTok, you're going to see really bad results. Mm. So let's pivot to talk about creative then, because, you know, I think definitely first piece of advice there is, is very clear to actually start using the platform and understanding the visual language of the platform and the, the way that content is created on there and expected to be received on there, I think is, is critical to creative. But when you are thinking about planning a campaign and, and the creative, is there a, an approach that you take or is there a framework that you tend to lean towards or something you can share around that? When you say a framework and approach, you mean a, a creative style, like a specific type of creative or just how we approach yeah, creative at a, a more abstract, like how we approach just creative at an at a initial level for clients? Yeah, I guess, you know, there are a, a number of types of videos to kind of lump them into buckets yes. that you might see when you're using TikTok. So is that the way you're looking at it? Is like, are we going to do something that taps into a trend or, or are we going to do something that is, you know, more talking to camera with some text on the screen or are we going to use a UGC kind of feeling thing or something like that? Yeah. Like, I mean, th there's, vaguely. <laughs> there's so many um, formats in terms of like templates that work on, on TikTok that are native to the platform. So if you look at things like, you yeah. know, stitches, duets, uh, video comment replies, green screen, right? There are a lot of these kind of, if you use TikTok, you understand that this is why it's important to use it because understand what I'm just even talking about there. Um, if you use TikTok, yeah. you know all those things and you can use those in your ads. The whole goal is I want to make my creative on TikTok feel as native TikTok as possible. And TikTok wants to do that as well because they've built the single most addictive platform in the history of, of anything. And so if they see you're an ad, and they see when people hit your ad, they leave the app or they abandon their endless scrolling, they're going to penalize you heavily. You're going to pay a lot more on a CPM basis. Whereas if people see your ad and they watch the whole thing and they scroll onto the next thing and they stay in the app for a long time, they're going to reward you. So you need to fit in that flow. And the best way to do that is to use formats people like seeing on the app. So you know, like a duet is you can basically take somebody else's video side by side and it's you reacting to their video. You have stitches, which is you play somebody else's video in front of yours and you react to it on the back end of it. You have green screens where it's you talking and the background is, you know, uh, a video of something else. It's a website being scrolled through or a video being played or something like that. You have video comment replies where it's you can actually have like a little sticker that's the comment on the last video that you're replying to with a new video where you can use that to objection block by writing your own little comment and replying to it. So there's a lot of different templates that work natively in TikTok. Um, and there's also just more kind of higher level creative points and, and tips that I can share beyond that that I think are, are a little more evergreen, even if you don't know what the kind of nuance of the app are yet. So a lot of what you're talking about there from a creative perspective 
tend to feature a, a person, yep. right? A, a human or a, a representative of the brand. You know, obviously, as a, if for a personal brand kind of a, a thing, or, or maybe a small business, when where, where you are the person that people are buying services from, that makes a lot of sense. What? How would you recommend brands that are more, say, uh, you know, not personal personality based, or uh, you know, maybe their e-commerce or their product based brands? How can they approach and still use that that feels very native and feels very human centered? How do you recommend they approach that? I mean, you need you need to have somebody um, or some people that are going to be on camera. That that's just the reality of TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very very hard to be successful on the platform if you don't want to put a face or a person in your videos. If you want all of your videos to just be product, um, you're going to struggle. Now, again, that doesn't mean that it has to be you as the business owner, right? You can find creators. There's a lot of amazing resources for finding creators out there, either through TikTok, Creative Marketplace, or going to local colleges. There's there's lots of resources to find people that fit your demo, that can read scripts and do we need them to do on camera. And they don't need fancy equipment. They don't need fancy editing because it should be should feel authentic and real. It should be an iPhone video. It should be direct to camera. It shouldn't feel overly produced or overly polished. So yeah, I think it's regardless of the type of brand you are, even if you're not an info product personality brand, there needs to be personality or personalities associated with the brand in some capacity. So with that in mind, how do you how do you think that brands should approach being able to maintain like brand consistency or visual identity, you know, this kind of stuff that is often very important to brands that they have across their advertising creative, you know, a sense that it looks like an ad from that brand, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. How does that work when it's UGC based or um, using, you know, creative marketplace and things like that? Yeah. So that right there is, is one of the biggest hindrances to why, like to a lot of brands getting on the platform. We've had a lot of clients that come in and they're like, here's our massive brand book. Here's our brand guidelines. Here's how it needs to look and the colors and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, we can take pieces of this, right? In terms of how we we present the product, how we position the product and how we, the words we use, but you can't, it's not Instagram, right? It, yeah. it shouldn't feel like this is branded, right? If it feels like it's branded, you're going to lose. So it comes down to yeah. what's, what's most important for you as a business. Is it being successful on a platform, or is it um, maintaining very, very strict controls over your brand identity? It's it's hard to have both of those on the platform, unless of course you're really big. If you're Samsung or Apple, like doesn't matter, right? You can have your polished brand on there because you have tons of money. But if you're a scrappy small business doing a few million dollars a year, you need to have balance there between your visual identity and also making it feel native or real to the platform. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that. TikTok is really recognizing, or not deliberately even, but just the audience on TikTok are, you know, they're, they're so used to ignoring ads. Yeah. They're so used to skipping ads. They, they kind of, they've got an automatic filter that if it looks like an ad, they're going to ignore it. But what you're saying there is if you can create ad creative that doesn't look and feel like an ad, then that's what's going to win for you on TikTok. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of content out there that like, People, there's even theories about content out there that's like people can't even tell is this a really good piece of content or is this like a brilliant viral marketing like gimmick, right? There's a video that's going yeah. viral right now. It's like um, a brand that sells like 
athleisure wear for women. It's like a Lululemon type company. And it's a video of a woman who's like, she's filming this girl in her apartment complex who she's convinced stole her like attire because it's unreleased, it hasn't been released yet. And she's an influencer for the brand. And it's like, is this just really creative marketing or is it actually an ad or like, is it content? You can't tell. Um, and like that's stuff that crushes on TikTok. So do you think there's a way to manufacture that sort of stuff or is it just about uh, looking for opportunities to uh, to boost maybe through Spark ads existing content that seems to be popping off? Yeah, man, there's, there's plenty of ways to, to manufacture that, right? Like you can, if you're a, a business, like you can even create, you know, kind of avatar profiles on the, if you really want to get gorilla with it, like, and not even do it through page, just like we have avatars that create and they're creators you can even put on or team members you can put on that create TikTok accounts and they post content just like your kind of target influencer target customer would and they work in this kind of like you can't tell if it's an ad or not an ad just it, like so there's lots of, of guerrilla strategies there that can work that play off that kind of viral nature of not knowing whether it's an ad or an ad um, but you also don't need to be that clever right like obviously the more clever and creative you are the more successful you're going to be but like you don't need to think that crazy outside the box. Like sometimes it can just be a simple piece of content that's just entertaining and engaging. It's still being ad. Like people don't mind being sold to if it's not boring, right? If you can present something in a fun, engaging, educational, entertaining way, um, you can still do well on the platform. Yeah. Yeah. So TikTok's a very fast paced moving platform. I mean, yeah. any of the reels platforms are as well um, or stories platforms, but how do you think the brand should create or go about creating ad creative so that there isn't um, that fatigue, creative fatigue, I think is the word I'm trying to yeah. think of. Because if they're running the same ads again and again, it's going to fatigue fairly quickly. So is, is it a matter of creating, you know, many variations of the same sort of concepts or many concepts? What's what's your approach there? Yeah, so what we do is is we treat our ad creative as modular instead of singular. Right, meaning instead of shooting okay. a single ad where this is the start, middle, finish, and all the other pieces that go along with it, like, okay, here's the the core piece of the ad, the concept, the kind of main angle, but then we have hooks and we have closes, and you can also have other, there's other variables within that. It's not just as simple as three, but you can make it three at the most general level. And what that allows us to do then is take, let's say we only have the capacity to shoot four, like truly unique ads a week. Well, we can also shoot four really engaging hooks and that takes a lot less time, right? And now we have 16 combinations mm -hmm. of ads. We have 16 total ads, even though we only really shot four total ads. Um, so that's how we're able to output a lot more creative is by having that modular approach and really focusing on the big needle movers. So the big needle movers on TikTok are your opening hook, your opening text overlay. It's going to be whether you're using trends, those are variables. And so like the opening hook and the opening text overlay, those are two that are really easy to test and control and create a lot of variations of. Um, and they have a big impact because that first like one to three seconds as they swipe up and see your video and hear your video, that's what's going to determine whether they watch or they scroll past it. So a lot of people might not even see your core ad because the hook didn't get them. So you just, you're missing, you know, 98, 99% of the total audience with your main ad, they haven't seen it yet. So you can test a lot of hooks before you need to create a whole new ad. Do you see the the hook and the and the text overlay as two different variables that you can test yeah. so that even, you know, turns you 16 into 32, yeah, whatever the you maths can totally, is? Yeah, if you want to do, you know, if you want to have a, an additional four, if you want to have four by four by four, like you can totally do that. 
right? So yeah. those those are easily interchangeable or they're compoundable. You can add them together. Yeah, interesting. From from a perspective of, of a video production company, so you know, that's I run a video production and, and strategy agency, and many of my listeners come from that background as well. You know, when we're approached by clients who are wanting to, you know, run some ads on TikTok, I think the, our our default approach is let's pull out our you know big 4K cinema video cameras and let's create something beautiful and tell a great story and all of that sort of video production approach. But, you know, I think what I'm hearing you say is that's not the approach here. So how can video producers work with their clients to produce content that doesn't feel like a video producer made it? Do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah. So um, I think there, there are still, depending on the industry, advantages not even still, there, there are 100% advantages to doing what you guys do and having the resources you have. Um, so a lot of the content that's doing very well organic right now on both TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, has a lot of um, overlays and edits and animations on them, right? Everything from just the right. text subtitles animating throughout to having images and graphics pop throughout the video. So that's something that like a, somebody just getting started with no resources really struggles to how do I add all these things to my video? Whereas you guys, it's like, we can do that all day long. We, we have the software, we have the know-how to easily take your video, caption it, subtitle it, throw all kinds of cool visuals on it, add cool sound effects. Those are all things that make a huge difference on performance. Um, whether you decide, hey, we want to use a 4K resolution on the video or just strip it down and use iPhones to shoot the video, but still use all those fun animations overlays. Um, that's how I look at it. It's like not necessarily like getting rid of all the things you're an expert at and that you can do, but maybe, you know, reducing the quality a little or making kind of visually from the core video look more native to the platform. But in terms of the overlays and, and the other things you guys do, you can like still use that for your video creative. Yeah, cool. So, I mean, one of the things I've been struggling with is, you know, even if it is content that we shoot on, on an iPhone, so it has that, that authentic kind of user generated content feel, how much production is acceptable on top of that? And like what you're talking about there around overlays, around, you know, slick editing and things like that versus, you know, is content more effective if it looks like it's basically produced or has been produced within the TikTok, um, you know, video creation platform, you know, within using the tools that TikTok provides you. Yeah. I mean, What's the balance there? Do you, do you think, you, is it more effective if it looks like it's been made in, in the TikTok video creator or outside of that platform? It's, it's tough. I, I don't have, I don't have a hard answer there because there are, we're seeing as TikTok has grown so massively and so fast, you're seeing a lot more pro content creators getting on there. And so like my feed, for example, I used to, you talk a year plus ago, most of the content I saw on there was all like super amateur. Like it was all just native, like using the default TikTok font, lots of text, like not a lot going on. Now it's like a 50, yeah. 50 mix where I'm seeing half the videos I'm seeing look really good. Like they're obviously shot on, on a, you know, a 4k camera or at least a DSLR mirrorless. They're shot on like a nice camera. They have really nice animations. They have really nice subtitles. And so depending on the industry you're in, this is why, why it pays to use the app as well. So if you're using the app and what I always tell people when they get on there, 
go follow all the, like go to search in TikTok and start searching relevant keyword search phrases for your industry that your target customer would be searching for to find the solution to the problem. And then you can filter in the top right by last seven days, last 30 days, most liked. You can see all the most liked TikToks in that time frame. Go watch those videos, go follow those creators. And as you do that, your For You page will get programmed to show more and more content like that, that's more relevant to that person. And just take notes, be like, what's what's the breakdown? What's the mix? Am I seeing a lot of content that's very, very native to the platform? Am I seeing more content that's overly, you know, not overly, but but heavily produced? So for like my industry, if I'm selling to the digital marketing community, a lot of the content people are seeing is that kind of produced, polished, everyone has a similar look and feel. So on the ad side, it's like, okay, I'm going to make a lot more of my ads looking like that because that's what they're seeing on TikTok right now. Um, but other industries, it's like much more raw, much more native. So it, it really comes down to doing that research. Um, and then also testing, just split testing, create some stuff in TikTok, create some stuff outside of it in Premiere or whatever software you're using. That's what I was going to suggest is perhaps it's a matter of, you know, coming up with a, a, a concept or an idea for an ad creative and, and creating two versions of it or two versions with multiple variations of hooks and, and um, you know, call to actions on them as well, but create your professional produced, overly produced one, and then create the same approach using just the TikTok platform itself. And maybe that's a, a good way to go about it. Split test. Yeah. Yeah. Split testing. And then you can also, you know, some of the stuff that we've done recently is like mixing in elements of both. So like, okay. I have an ad running right now for one of our, our hook libraries with a bunch of hooks. And in the ad, I'm like, here's 10 hooks that are working really well for us right now. And then it pops on five by five in like four or five second windows of time. And that text is all done natively. So it's like the Proxima Nova Semibold, which is TikTok's default font, colored background, like it looks really native to the app. But it's shot on my nicer camera that crapped out earlier. So it like the quality of the video is really, really good. Um, the you know, subtitles at the end, my call to action is using, you know, some fun animations and stuff that look really produced. But the bulk of the ad, the core of the ad is using fonts and looks and feels that feel very native to the platform. And that style's been working very well and additionally. Yeah. Okay. So it's about paying attention, but also trying different things and, and seeing what's working. I think yeah. that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. It's a creative playground. Like, and it, the cool thing is you can yeah. just, it's so fast paced and because you don't need to put a, a ton of time into everything, it's, you're not shooting two minute, five minute, 10 minute videos, right? You're not YouTubers something like that. You can pump out a lot of, a lot of ideas and concepts pretty quickly and just throw them against the wall and see what works. Yeah. Cool. I want to circle back on something you, you touched on before around, you know, which account should these ads for the brand be published under? You mentioned about setting up, um, you know, having maybe staff members set up, you know, avatars or or profiles on TikTok and, and running some ads via via that. So what's the what's the balance between, you know, running it on your brand account on TikTok so that it, it shows as coming from that business versus something that looks like a, a Spark ad or, you know, an ad that's been promoted via someone else's platform? Yeah, I mean, so... For anybody that's not super uh, knowledgeable with TikTok, just to kind of explain how ad advertising works there, because it's a little different than Facebook. So with Facebook, you need to have a fan page, and that page needs to be linked to the ad account in order to run ads. With TikTok, they have custom identity ads, 
which is kind of the default thing. When you start a TikTok ad account, you don't need to have a page. You can basically at the ad level type in the name that you want to show where the page title is and upload an image for your icon. And so you don't actually have to have anything linked to run ads. You can just type your business name in there or a name in there as long as that name shows up on the landing page and it's congruent and run it. Um, and basically when they click on your name or your icon, they go to your website, not to your profile. So that's custom identity. And then Spark Ads is existing posts. So basically if I post on TikTok right after my my Maxwell Finn page and I want to run that as an ad, I can use that exact post and then all the social proof and all that stuff is linked to it. If you click my name or my icon, you go to my profile, not to the website. Um, so in terms of the, the balance of what to use, I mean, a, a lot of, of clients we work with run a, a vast majority of their ads from their business name. So whether that's custom identity or whether it's their actual profile, um, as a spark ad through the profile, it's coming from the business. Um, certain businesses have more influencers, more content creators that they can tap into for spark. Um, so we have, you know, certain apparel brands stuff that's like, Hey, or beauty brands, they have a lot of creators. Some of them are pretty big. And so they'll run more heavily weighted on spark because they have so many people to run off of. Um, but it, it's really for, for a lot of businesses, it's just similar to Facebook. It's like, this is our, our business. This is where the ads coming from. Um, because finally, the last thing I'll say there is you can't, unless it's an actual creator and you're actually running as a Spark ad, you can't just like type in a custom identity, a person's name, um, if it's not really linked to that website. So if I put like Maxwell Finn, custom identity, and then run to a website that's, you know, tiktokinsiders.com and I'm not on it, the ad will get rejected, right? So it needs to be the same name. So usually it means you have to get the business name. So... Uh, that's just made me think of something that I was struggling with just this week, actually. I was trying to do some research into you know, a particular brand on TikTok that I know is doing a lot of TikTok advertising. And, you know, I've got to love Facebook, um, you know, because you can go to the ad library. You yep. basically just see what ads they're running. TikTok doesn't allow you to do that. They do. do they? Unless I'm missing something. Yeah, so TikTok has a top ad section. So if you if you just Google, it's a long URL, but if you just Google TikTok top ads, um, they have a page that lists all the, you can search by brand name, it lists all the top ads. Um, actually, I do a, a weekly YouTube show called Fire or Fail, where I actually look at the top ads and like rank like rank them and say how good or bad they are. Um, the reason I brought that up is because most are, are fairly bad. So I wouldn't use it okay. as, a, it's not the same as Facebook because it's an opt-in process. So basically when you're running TikTok ads, there's a checkbox at the bottom of your ads where you're basically giving TikTok permission to feature this ad if it hits certain benchmarks. And then when you right. log into top ads, like we, I, when I log in there, do this show every week, it'll pop up. Here's, you know, eight ads we want to feature this week that did really well. Can we feature them? And you got to actually approve. So most of the big players that are really crushing it, they don't want to share their, their ads with the world, right? So they, they right. opt out. They don't opt into that. So you're not necessarily necessarily seeing every ad that's being run on the platform or the best ads, you'll see a lot. There's a lot of big brands that you can see, you know, Dr. Squatch and stuff. You can see their, their at morning brew, um, their ads on there, but there's also a lot that are missing. So when you, when you do go to that, uh, that top ads and the, uh, the creative 
a studio? What, no, what's it creative called center. on TikTok where you can creative center? Thank you. Um, you. You can click on some of those ads and you can, you can actually see some, you know, a, a graph there, a retention graph and, you know, click through rate graph. And look, how is that, is that the best way to measure whether an ad that you're seeing from someone else is actually working or is it a bit unknown in your opinion? Yeah, I don't, when I go to top ads and look, which is not super frequently other than when I do do that, that YouTube show is like, um, I'm not looking for the metrics or anything like that because frankly, unless I see like revenue and CPA, like those metrics or even like click the rate, it's, it's all vanity stuff, right? Like you have no, there's not a direct correlation between this video has been watched a lot of times or as many comments and it's profitable. Um, you know, you can always, you know, say, okay, this ad has 75,000 shares. It's been running for a really long time. Probably is doing well. Otherwise this business wouldn't keep running it. But that being said, there's a lot of big brands on there that have huge budgets. Um, what I look for more is just like ideas, I look in there, I'm like, oh, that was, that was interesting. That was a really cool idea. It's more for like inspiration to find something unique okay. or cool. Or just if I know that there's brands that do very well, I'll look specifically for them. So like Morning Brew and Dr. Squatch, like Dr. Squatch, I know spends six figures a day on TikTok. So they, they've figured it out. So I'm going to look at their creative and see what they're doing specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing is more just taking inspiration from, yep. uh, from the you know, that's that space, but it, it's been interesting. Like you, you look at the the data there and, and you wonder just how accurate that is and how that actually responds or relates to actual conversion on, on the website. Right. Yeah. So we just don't know. And, that. and frankly, um, we have an amazing team over TikTok that we work with. They don't even know, like I've asked them before, like what qualifies an ad for the top ads? And they don't necessarily yeah. know. So I, I would take it with a grain yeah. of salt, whether it's featured there. Okay, there we go. Um, I did have, I posted in a, in a Facebook group, um, our community before, just to see if anyone had any specific questions to throw at you. And this is a little bit of a specific question, but um, I think this uh, person in our community has been struggling a little bit with TikTok's advertising policy. So um, the question was that they've got a fairly strict advertising policy. Um, I'm not, not sure if you have that experience as well, but you know, how would a brand in, in a particular space, and in this case it's in the nutrition space, how would they get over disapprovals around claims? Have you had any experience with that? Yeah, it's tough. Um, TikTok is, mm -hmm. uh, is very aggressive when it comes to policy. So they, they took the exact opposite approach Facebook took. In the early days of Facebook, Facebook was very loose and then it's gotten stricter and stricter and stricter. TikTok has started very, very strict and they've been loosening over the last few years. Um, there's a lot of markets like supplements where they're just very aggressive um, on clamping down on. When you have a self-serve ad account, which is what most people have, it's, it's going to be challenging. There's very little like great advice or tips. Like yeah, I'll give you a few, but there's, there's not like a secret, you know, switch or something there. Um, when you have a managed account or an agency account, which is what we have, you have a, we have a policy rep. We can send over rejections. They can push them through different ball game. Um, what you, there's a few things you can do. So one is inside your business center, there's the ability under settings and verification. You can upload documents. Um, you can also send these documents to support Basically, if you have any documents supporting claims that are being made, any documents of your uh, your facilities, your ingredients, any certifications from labs, from the government, anything like that's going to help. 
Um, so we run a lot of volume for on it, which makes a lot of supplements. They're, they're a big supplement brand. And, you know, we obviously have a rep, so it's easier. But back in the day when we first got started, we still sent in a bunch of documentation. Like here's their lab certification. Here's their FDA thing. Here's this, this, and this. That'll help you. Um, the other thing you can do is uh, send traffic to content pages or, or pages or funnels that aren't necessarily selling the product yet. So we've had pretty detailed uh, calls and trainings with their policy team over there. And I can fairly confidently say, based on the conversations we've had, that both human moderators and the the kind of uh, bots they use that, that go through and look at things, they don't go any further than step one in funnels. So right. if you run traffic to a landing page, they're going to heavily analyze that landing page with both human mods and bots, you know, scrape it, look at the video, look at the text. Usually they say it's very, very rare for a human mod or a bot to go to a second page. If there's a opt-in, like a, a name, email, phone number opt-in, bots aren't going to fill that out. And if human moderators, some they're a little more aggressive, might do it, um, they don't put their email or phone number. They're not going to put their own information in there. So you can also, you know, you're pretty safe with what you're emailing or what you're texting after that fact to know that TikTok is not going to look at it. Now, is that a hundred percent universal thing? I can't say that, but I can say with pretty, pretty good certainty that anything beyond page one, you're, you're pretty safe um, in terms of what you put on those pages. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's, that's really helpful. I just, in, in closing, I'm interested in your views of TikTok as a platform. You've talked about over the last few years of how, how it's matured and, and maturing. Um, it's obviously got a ways to go. So, you know, where do you see TikTok as a, as a platform and as an advertising platform going over the next, let's say, two, three years? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, I think it has a a just a massive runway, right? If you look at where Facebook is, 2021 full year ad spend, I think was 120, 140 billion dollars in ad revenue. TikTok, like I said, is, you know, was that like four or five this year? It's gonna be at 11, 12. So it's basically can 10X, that's about 10X the size in terms of ad advertisers coming in there and all that growth. Um, so I think we're just at the, the start of a very large wave. Um, I think even this is this is my biggest piece of advice for everyone. Even if you don't plan to spend a dollar on TikTok ads, even if you're like TikTok, not for me, I'm never going to do it. You still need to learn TikTok to be successful anywhere else for the next few years. Now, why do I say that? If you read, if you go to you know Facebook's quarterly earning calls or Google's quarterly earning calls or Snap's any of the big other platforms out there and you listen to their CEOs and CFOs on their earnings calls, especially Zuckerberg, they are all of them the last year, specifically the last two quarters saying, TikTok is taking a lot of users from us, a lot of ad revenue from us, and we are making our platform more like TikTok. So Facebook specifically, Adam Asseri, who runs Instagram has come out and said, we are making Instagram basically TikTok, whether you like it or not. And a lot of users don't like it, but they don't care. You're going to see a lot more reels and you're going to see a lot more reels from people you don't follow. So if all the other platforms out there, YouTube too, shorts has now overcome regular, it's less than one minute videos, make up more of the watch time now than greater than one minute videos. Shorts is going to be an ad unit now. So hmm. if you're going to advertise on, if you're advertising on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram right now, 
you need to get good at TikTok because that is what they're making these platforms again. So I, I think it's interesting. It's like, you cannot spend a dollar on TikTok, but you still need to be good at TikTok to be successful in the future. Yeah. There you go. That's your call to action for all the listeners out there. And I know that you, you share some valuable stuff, both, you know, free through your social platforms, you know, Instagram, TikTok, but also tell us a little bit about um, TikTok insiders. What do you, what do you do there? Sure. So we have a, um, and this is the, the, the height of irony from a career marketer. That's also not uh, not great at, at marketing his own stuff or selling his own stuff when it comes to pitching things. So I'm always like, uh, just go here and look at this. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, I created a program called TikTok Insiders, tiktokinsiders.com, um, mainly because when I want to learn something new, the first thing I do is go find who are the who's doing this really well right now that I can go pay to learn faster from. Um, and when I started TikTok, I was like, that didn't exist. And it's still relatively, even now there's still some stuff hopping out, but there's not really anything truly great on the ad side. So I just decided to make it. Um, so we combine all the elements you need to be successful, not just courses, but also community. So there's multiple, there's I think six, six courses in there now, um, adding new stuff to it all the time. There's an amazing community, um, off of Facebook, it's, it's in Mighty Networks custom community with a mobile app where you can ask questions. You could get all kinds of great advice and tips. We have about 700 active members in there right now. It's growing really rapidly. We have experts doing weekly live trainings on things like creative, on UGC, um, media buying, scaling, all kinds of stuff. We send out all kinds of amazing resources. We do every month we're sending out uh, 150 to 300 new hooks to use. We're sending out 50 top ads for that month, broken down what worked, why they worked. We have a weekly trend report we send out. It's a PDF report that breaks down. Here's the top trends, sounds, profiles, ads, businesses, news this week. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff. We have software. So just like we, we added everything we could think of you would need into a single program. Instead of selling all these different bundles and upselling, it's like, here, have all of this for 99 bucks a month. Um, so that's that's what TikTok Insiders is all about. There you go. It's all there, yep. tiktokinsiders.com. And if people want to follow you on, what's your favorite social channel? Is it TikTok? Is that I the best to place say, to go? Yeah, so most, most of my content <laughs> is, so it's at, uh, my TikTok username is not as easy because I, I started using it way too late. Uh, but at Maxwell underscore Finn, uh, Instagram just at Max Finn. Um, so those are the, the two that I post most of my content on. All right, guys. And we'll have links in the show notes for this episode as well. And I'll call out the show notes link after we wrap up here. Maxwell Finn, this has been, this has been really valuable to me personally and, um, you know, definitely to our listeners as well. So uh, I've learned a lot and also had, had me thinking a lot more about some of the stuff we're doing. So I appreciate you for, for sharing your insights here and, um, you know, everybody reach out to Max and let him know that you, you heard him on the show and, um, let him know what value he added to your life as well. Hopefully some. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate Hopefully it. Hopefully some. Definitely some. Hey, thanks, Max. Take care, man. Bye. So there you go. I hope you found that episode valuable and that you learned a thing or two that maybe you didn't realize about the world of TikTok and advertising on TikTok. I know that you'll probably want to explore a bit more about what Max has got to offer and go and check him out as well. I encourage you to follow him on TikTok and on Instagram as well. And you'll find links to all of uh, Max's courses and all of his other resources that we mentioned in this episode in the show notes page for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash 252 for episode 252. So I'd love to know what you thought of today's show. And also let me know what you're up to on TikTok. Let's start a conversation in my direct messages. Best way to reach me is on Instagram at engage underscore Ben. 
come on into the DMs and let's start a conversation there. See, it's my goal to help you developing confidence and skill as a video strategist to better serve your clients and grow your business. And we'll be back next week to do that with another expert guest here on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'll see you then.